One day in LA, I walked into a dry bar and I was just like, what is this magical place that I walked into and thought, I wish there was something like this in nails. And that's where it started. Welcome to Teach Me Something New. I'm your host, Britt Morin, and this is a production of iHeartRadio and Brit & Co. All my life, everyone's told me I should focus on being good at one thing. But the truth is, I'm curious about a lot of things. But how do you learn about everything? The answer? Make the world's best experts teach you in less than an hour. So come along with me as we all learn something new. Our nails. For some of us, they are everything. For others of us, we hardly pay attention. Personally, I've gone both ways. That said, I'll never pass up an opportunity for a fabulous mani-pedi, even though I don't technically understand exactly how to get the same results on my own. Well, this week's guest is here to share her tips and tricks to help us all learn a little bit more about our nails and the proper care of them so that we can all achieve Instagram-worthy, fingers and toes from the comfort of our own home. Sarah Gibson Tuttle is the founder and CEO of Olive and June, a nail care company helping its customers master at-home nail care and easy manicures and pedicures through its innovative products and services. Today, Sarah and I discuss how to take care of our nails the right way, tips to make our polish look better and last longer, plus predictions on the next big beauty trends to watch out for. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I have so many questions about this topic. You and I have known each other for a few years now, but I feel like we've talked socially, but never like in depth because I honestly don't know that much about how to take care of my nails. Well, now you are going to learn everything you need to know. Okay, good. I know you are the expert. So where did all this happen? Like you were not working in this category when you were starting out on your professional journey. So what initially inspired your interest in nails? It's funny. I have always been someone who has been obsessed with my nails. I've always wanted to have a perfect manicure. My father didn't let me have a manicure, didn't let me have my nails painted when I was a kid. And so I've always loved it. But I don't think that I realized how much I loved it until I had the idea for Olive and June. First, it felt forbidden. And then it felt like something that I liked when it was part of my routine in New York when I worked in finance. But I wasn't the person who was like, oh, this is the latest nail polish color. I just really enjoyed it. And then one day when I was in LA interviewing for jobs out in LA, when I thought I wanted to leave finance, I wanted to do something totally different. I walked into a dry bar to the hair blowout bar that Ali Webb started. And I just was like, what is this magical place that I walked into and thought, I wish there was something like this in nails. And that's where it started. And I think what I realized is that I've always been Manny obsessed because all my friends would be like, well, yeah, remember when you like snuck out of the house and like painted your nails like that, you know, Chanel vamp with like that one bottle that I had tucked under my bed and didn't let my dad know about. So I think a lot of my friends were like, yeah, we saw this years before, but I'm not like a beauty obsessive. I'm not someone who has like every latest serum. And like, I find my favorites and I stick with them. I'm very like loyal beauty shopper. It's a little bit of it is surprising and a little bit of it is obvious because I've always been someone whose nails have always been a big priority. On point. Yeah. And were you also like the girl at sleepovers that painted everyone else's nails? Kind of. More so I was like, well, someone paint my nails, I think. I mean, I don't think I really was going to teach everyone how to do their own nails until 
what I realized was that when we had the salons open, I always got my nails done. And then what I realized at a certain point was, oh, we're only serving a small sliver of the population by having a nail salon. The reality is that mostly women, but some men across this country cannot afford to actually get their nails done by, by manicures every single week because it's so expensive outside of major cities because there's way less manicurists and there's some other financial factors to it. So the reality is that you have like a very inexpensive manicure in LA or New York or San Francisco that you don't have in other parts of this country. And so people can't afford a $40 manicure every week, which makes total sense. And then I thought to myself, wait a second, but then how do I give everyone olive in June? How do I give everyone beautiful nails? And that was really when I developed the at-home system because I thought, well, I'm just going to teach everyone in the world how to paint their own nails. Like everyone deserves to feel the way our customers were feeling when they were walking out the door. Yeah, I'm one of them. And it's frankly not because I can't afford it necessarily to get my nails done. I just don't have time. Totally. And also, should you be doing this once a week? Like... I never knew that you're supposed to do (laughs) weekly maintenance. Okay, you have to promise not to make fun of me on this episode because I might play like a big game. Like I probably have my nail care act together, but I totally don't. And in fact, throughout the pandemic, I have really let them go. (laughs) We're going to bring you back. Okay, the goal of this episode is to bring me back to wanting to do my nails every week and understanding why. So first of all, tell me why weekly. Well, the reality is that if you have a polish, Manny, we just recently lost press on, so we can touch on that in a second. But let's start with polish. If you have a polish, Manny, the likelihood is that your polish is starting to chip around day six or day seven. Sometimes it lasts longer, but the reality is most polish, even our long-lasting polish, right around day seven, something starts to break down. You also see a gap between your paint and your cuticle. So your nails start to like look worse for wear. And so that's the time to do another Manny. We always recommend a weekly Manny and a every two-week Petty. The other thing is if you get into that mode where you're doing it yourself, like every Sunday night, I would watch Succession, but you can watch whatever you want. Every Sunday night, you're watching one of your shows and you're doing your Manny or your Manny and your Petty. The reality is you're probably not going to have any chipping. You're probably just going to be taking it off for something new to refresh it. And that way they always look perfect. So I really enjoy a Manny that doesn't chip. I have these press-ons on now that the last one set lasted me 12 days and I just got bored. They were still totally fine. So obviously press-ons and gel can last longer than your polish. And for someone who's like a naysayer about like painting their nails or dealing with their nails at all, like what is your argument for why we should care? Like why should we want to have our nails painted and pretty? Well, there's a lot of people that feel like natural beauty doesn't include nails, right? That you shouldn't have to paint your nails to feel beautiful, to feel pretty. I totally subscribe to that. Whatever makes you feel your best self is what you should do. There's a lot of conversation about like, what does society want you to do? I feel very strong. And anyone who's ever been on an Instagram Live with me, which I go Instagram Live like five times a week almost. But I always say you should do whatever makes you feel good. There is no reason for anyone to feel like they have to do something. That's just not a world that we live in at all of in June. So if it is you don't necessarily want to paint polish or you don't necessarily want to do your nails at all, that's cool. Or if you're like, can I wear HD, which is a white in the middle of winter? The answer is, of course you can. There's no like nail season. We're not going to be like, oh, why do you have that white nail polish? This isn't like when my mom used to say, I can't wear white after Labor Day. So I think the reality is like everyone should be doing whatever they feel best about. But 
if you are someone who likes your nails being done and you are someone who likes that perfect polished look and it does make you feel good, which there are surveys out there that say something like 98% of people feel better when their nails are painted, whatever that population is, then what we do recommend is an every week mani and every other week pedi because that's really how it's going to look fresh and your best. And the reality is you start to feel bad when it starts to chip and starts to not look good. So we don't want to get into that habit. So it's really whatever makes you feel good. But if you're going to do it, then this is our recommendation. Got it. Okay, let's take polish aside for a second because we're going to dive into that in a minute. But like just nail care, like do I need to cut my cuticles and like file my nails every week? Is that step one? And also like in the process of a mani, I got your kit that you sent me and I was like, okay, I was like reading the instructions. And it's funny because I like the first one you've opened. You've gotten so many kits. This is the first one? No, I've gotten so many polishes and so many things. And this kit had like all the scrubber. I haven't gotten all the like cuticle things before, the serum. So <laughs> last night I'm like putting cuticle oil on and I'm like pressing my cuticles back. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Is it aesthetics or is this like for my health of my nails? I don't know. This is such a good question. The one thing I would say is our system changes everything, right? So we have a couple systems for everyone listening who doesn't know anything about Alvin June. We have a Manny system and a Petty system, and then we have a Manny press-on system. They're all different. So depending on what path you take, you grab one of those systems. The systems have everything you need to get that like at-home Manny, at-home Petty, at-home press-on Manny. So Britt got the Manny system and she's like, what do I do with this? The reality is everything in that system is everything you need and it's nothing you don't. So for example, when you ask the question, which I think is such a good question because it's one of everyone's biggest questions is, do I cut my cuticles? The reality is that we have no cuticle nippers at all in June. We don't sell any and we firmly believe that people at home should not be cutting their own cuticles. That is for licensed manicurists. You can go in such a wrong direction, which leads you to infection. So we always say for manicures, just for polished manicures, take your thumbnail, your fingernail, and push your cuticles back in the shower, the bath. You can buff them a little bit. You can cut anything that's hanging, but you don't have to actually cut your cuticles. And if you follow the system with the cuticle serum a couple times a day, you will see a transformation in your cuticles. So that's the first thing about taking care of your cuticles. And are we pushing our cuticles back because like a nail looks nicer? Yes. (laughs) Like bigger? Well, no, it looks cleaner. If your cuticle line is perfect, right? Like if everyone looks down at their hands right now and they look at their cuticle line, your cuticle line looks like nice and clean and neat. Some are straight, but most are curved. Then basically your polish will lay flat. There's cuticle on the nail and there's cuticle at the end of the nail, right? There's both, but your polish will lay flat. Your polish will not chip as quickly, et cetera. So it looks better. The other thing is that healthy cuticles, this is why I use the cuticle serum, which really promotes cuticle strength. Like healthy cuticles are going to promote your nail to be healthier, right? So I don't know if anyone has that friend that like picks at their nails or picks at their cuticles and then the nail kind of grows in wavy, that is a real thing. You can damage your nails by damaging your cuticles. That's the other reason you don't want to cut them. Oh, okay. This is actually already blowing my mind because I really did think I needed to cut them. It reminds me of your gums and your teeth. Like if your gums are healthy, your teeth are healthy. And most people don't learn this till they're like adults that gum health is more important kind of than teeth health like because that's the foundation of your teeth. And so your cuticles are like the foundation of your nails. This makes a lot of sense to me. Exactly. And I can't believe that you just use that analogy and I've never used it. I'm going to steal it from you and I'll credit you as much as I can. Okay. Just be like, as my friend Britt, the like professional at home mani person (laughs) told me... (laughs) 
And by the way, everyone talks a lot about like, oh, it's so great when your cuticles are hydrated. It's so good for nail strength and nail growth. And I'm always like, and yet, by the way, your mani looks like you just walked out of the salon. Because that's what matters to me, which is super superficial. But I'm always like, I want it to look like I literally just got them painted. Yeah, same. Okay, okay. So I understand cuticles. So we put on our oil, we're filing our nails, we're not cutting our cuticles unless there's an obvious place to cut them. And then they're like clean and ready for paint, right? That's like the main steps of a mani, right? Yes. And so for everyone who's at home, if you ever want to like look at, we do have a ton of tutorials on our Instagram TV, on YouTube, et cetera. So if you want like a longer version, but the reality is you do the manicure, you really get your cuticles, you get your nail shape, you get everything like ready to go. And then the biggest thing that we said, well, first of all, we ask that people don't wash their hands between like 30 and 60 minutes before they're going to do their mani. Because think about it. Even if you think your nails are dry after that, think about it like a wet sponge. Even if you wring out that sponge, it's still damp. And so you'd be putting paint onto a damp sponge, which you would never do because you'd be like, this isn't going to stay. But then we prep. So then we take our nails and we dip them into the polish mover pot. And that just gives us our last prep. We don't touch anything else. And then we paint because you want your nail paint to be painted on like a very, very blank canvas that doesn't have any oil or water or anything in between the nail and the polish. Oh, okay. I never knew that either. That's a really good tip. You know what's weird though? When you go to a salon, I feel like they do the cuticle thing in the file and then they say, please go wash your hands. And now my nails are wet. I know. Okay. Some of it's a little bit misinformation, right? Like it's like, okay, it's fake news. Well, it's just like, there's a lot of different types of cosmetology education. A little bit of it's like, they're not remembering the step. I mean, it's way easier for a manicurist if you wash your hands because then you get all the debris and stuff off for them versus them taking it off. Some of it is that some manicurists can prep really, really well after you doing that so that they know exactly how to like get all of that water out. Again, it takes a lot of like acetone and other types of remover to like really get it out of your nail and they're professionals. So I do trust like as long as your nails aren't shipping, then they know what they're doing. But a lot of people say that when they went to a salon with waterless manicures, their nails lasted two to three times longer. And the reality is it's all about not having water in that nail plate. Oh my God. Okay. Genius tip number like five. I love this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now our nails are clear. Our cuticles are good. They're filed. We've put some nail polish remover on it just for that last little pizzazz. And we're ready to paint. And this is where I freak out because I can always paint my left hand, but never my right hand. (laughs) 
because it's so awkward. Which is why we invented the Poppy, which is a polished bottle handle. You can pop up any nail polish bottle, including SCNOPI, but also ours. With ours and some other brands, there's an overcap. So you pop off the overcap, you pop Poppy on. And that way you can paint with both of your hands and it doesn't look like one of our children painted the other hand. Okay, so I'm going to explain this for anyone who's not totally following. This thing called the Poppy, which Sarah helped invent, It's like a rubber handle that you put on the top of your nail polish handle. And what does it do though? Like, what am I technically doing? There's like more surface area for my hand to hold on to. So I'm not shaking as much or what? Exactly. So what we did is we worked with some industrial designers and engineers. And we basically said, super easy for manicures to paint everyone's nails because they're using their dominant hand the whole time. And so that's why it always looks perfect. And if everyone could just paint their own hands with their dominant hand, they'd be fine. But the reality is when you paint with your non-dominant hand, it gets really, really shaky and like you feel uncomfortable. How can we stabilize that? And so we wanted to give a handle, like you said, with more surface area. There's also a little bit of a weight and a depth to it that like you're holding something very sturdy. So it's funny because there are people who will paint better with the poppy with their non-dominant and then worse with the poppy with their dominant. (gasps) They like have to relearn it, which always makes me laugh really hard. But the reality is, is that they'll be like, wait, am I better with my non-dominant now? I'm like, well, that is a good problem for us to have. So the point is that most of these handles are like really little and like they're really cute. Like some of these polished bottle handles are super cute, but they're impossible to paint with, especially with that non-dominant hand. So we wanted to give something that would really stabilize you and balance you out. Yeah. And it's legit, you guys, I promise. And this was like one of your first real products. You were like, this is the first problem I need to solve in the world. And I was like, yes, you do. (laughs) This is our first patented product. So it's like very much my baby. Yeah. So we're painting our nails. We feel good with our non-dominant hand and our dominant hand because we have your cool little tool. Is there like a way I should do this? Like when I go to the nail salon, I feel like they do it in like three strokes and then there's like a bottom swoop. And I'm like... I feel like I try to over perfect it and I'm pulling like my sort of finger tissue down so I could get right up on the edge, but then I get too up on the edge and then I use my finger to sort of like fix it. But then that finger just got messed up and now it's like all messed up. So like, is there a better way to do this? Okay, a couple things. The first is, I know I keep saying this, but watch the Instagram TV tutorials because the way we put the brush on a nail, if everyone can imagine their nail, we take the brush and we put it in the middle of the nail to start. And then we slowly push it back towards the cuticle. And just before it hits the cuticle, we pull it forward. And we usually do two or three swipes. And we leave a little bit of a gap, a very, very small gap. In the beginning, you'll leave a bigger gap. As you get better, you'll leave a smaller gap. The reality is no one can see the gap but you. And you get way better at painting your nails. And if you just slowly inch that brush towards the cuticle and then pull it forward, you're not trying to like get everything to start. I usually go cuticle to nail tip. That's interesting. Okay. I need to practice that. That's like opposite. I know. And it's almost hard to like explain it. Once you see it, you're like, oh, right. Why have I not been painting like that? And then I leave a gap all the way around. So I leave a gap by the cuticle and I leave a gap by the sides. Two reasons. One, it's easier. No one sees it. Two, it looks better. It looks like your nail is more like perfectly shaped. You know, some people's, mine included, nails go a little wide or they go a little weird at the sides. Yeah. Just avoid it. Got it. It's like nail stickers because like they're all perfectly shaped. And even though there might be a little gap, it makes your nail look like it's a perfect oval. It's so cute. Okay. What about filing? Any tricks to filing the right way or over filing or under filing? 
A lot of people say don't file in two directions. We like filing in one direction because you get a less jagged edge. Oh. Here's the thing that I would say about painting and filing and like all the tips and tricks that we give at Olive in June. They're just a starter. The reality is everyone paints in a slightly different way. Everyone always loves to argue, not argue, but like banter about which nail they start with. And it's like, Mm. do you start with your pointer? Do you start with your middle? Do you start with your pinky or thumb? The one thing I would say is though, if you are a person who needs to do a lot of cleanup, one thing that Allie Webb taught me, again, founder of Drybar, coming up second time in the conversation, she doesn't paint her thumbnails until the end. She uses them as cleanup tools and then she dumps (laughs) them in the remover pot and then she paints them. So they're perfect. Oh, okay. I'm going to use that too. Yeah. I think we all probably are guilty of using our nails as cleanup remover tools. Okay. I need to practice this new painting process. So let's talk about all the different types of manis that are out there, right? There are like a bunch of different trends that one could follow. You could just paint your nails with one color of paint, but there's also a million other things you could do with them. Can you give us like a little overview of those? Like French, half moon. Yeah. What does all that mean? Oh my God, I love that. Okay, well, there's 8 million, but let's tackle some classics. There's French, which obviously means a thin or thick line at the tip of your nail. I prefer a very thin line in a darker shade with like a neutral base, but who's asking me? And is that just meant to be like, it looks like a nail, but in color? (laughs) And did French people actually do this? Or is this just a name? (laughs) Like French fries and French kiss and French manicures. I don't know. Exactly. Like the old wives tale of like, it started in France. I think the reality is that people wanted to have perfect natural nails, right? Like everyone can think of their best friend who has like those perfect nails and like everybody else wishes those were their nails. And so this French manicure was started to basically mimic that, right? So you could be like, I have the perfect ratio of like nail to nail tip. Which, by the way, when I shape my nails into my almond slash oval shape, I always leave my polish on and I shape them because the whites of my nails are so not even that it throws me off. And so we talk about this all the time. And then you do your manicure. So anyway, that's another tip. But you'll get them all on our Instagram TV. But the French was to mirror this like very beautiful, you know, your best friend who had the perfect nails. But what's happened is, is that it's turned into a real form of self-expression. So you'll have thin and thick Frenches. You'll have different colors. You'll have tonal Frenches, which is like a chocolate brown tip with a lighter brown base. Like you'll have so many different types of Frenches. We just launched a bunch of Frenches with our press-ons, like double twist French. And we launched like a checkerboard French and like a cheetah. Like there's a ton of now design that's being thrown into French. Because like, would you want a checkerboard Manny? I would, but some people might be like, that's too much. And so I want it as a French. So it's really taken on a life of its own and it's having a real comeback moment again, right? Every like three or four years, French has become like queen again. So that's how it started. And obviously we love a classic French. Like a classic French literally never goes out of style, but I think every generation kind of takes it on themselves and says like, this is going to be our version. Mm-hmm. And then you have just some classics. You have Half Moon, which basically is like that half moon that's on your nail. So some people do negative space where they do no color there and they just like let it grow out. A lot of gel manis like that. Some people like to put like a glittery half moon down there. I haven't seen a ton of design, but we sometimes see with our nail art stickers, we used to have these like swan floats. Do y'all know like in the pools in the summer, everyone starts posting their swans. The white swan floats, yeah. So we did pink swans for stickers once and people started putting them as their half moon 
which was really, really cute. Oh. And then, of course, you have like accent nails and you have one hand, one color, one hand, another color. Like there's some classic types of manis. And then there's many shapes. So depending on if you like stiletto or almond or oval. Stiletto is a shape or a shoe? <laughs> By the way, exactly. Think about it as the pointy of the shoe. It's a pointy nail. There's coffin. Oh, it's like the really pointy, like you're going to claw someone's eyes out nails. Totally. And coffin is okay. the same thing, but they cut off the top. So it's like a flat top. Oh, like my mom used to get acrylic style in the 90s. Well, did she get square? Did she get coffin? Coffin are like, they get pointy and then they go flat. Oh, coffin. I see, I see, I see. So it's like you're angling up and then you've cut. No, my mom just got like the square acrylic, I feel like. What an icon. What an icon. Does everyone <laughs> remember everyone's mom getting that? My mom was at the nail salon every two weeks getting her acrylics like redone. Her it pink and white. Always pink and white. And like red for Christmas. <laughs> Go mom. So what's almond then? So I have oval right now and y'all can't see it. I'm showing bread on the Zoom, but I have oval right now, which is like a longer round. And almond goes more tapered in. Okay. But it's not quite stiletto and pointy. I think I'm an oval girl myself. Like, I always ask for square round. Is that like the most common or least common? Most common, and we call it squoval. Oh, squoval. Yeah. Okay. What are the other like most common things that like people ask for with their nails? You mean shape-wise? Yeah. Square, squoval, round, oval, almond, stiletto, coffin are probably the most popular. Yeah, I feel like round and squoval, I would guess, are like the most popular just based on the nails I see in life. But <laughs> then I look at like fancy celebrities, like I was seeing like Adele's nails the other day and I was like, wow, she like really went for it. That's awesome. And Beyonce obviously goes for it. And I'm really inspired. And then I wonder if like I can be that girl one day. And I don't know because I type a lot and I'm like on my phone a lot. And like, is that really annoying to have like long nails? I don't know. You tell me. Well. I would imagine that Adele and Beyonce have slightly different lifestyles than us. Not much, not by much, but maybe slightly. True. Maybe a little bit. It's so funny because we <laughs> we launched Presons and literally so many people who were like, I never thought I could be this person, but now I'm this person. I also think LA is a bubble of nail preference. There are a lot of people in LA that like a longer nail that is like more rounded oval almond, like that world. And so we end up showcasing that a lot in Olive Engine's Instagram because it's very much like an LA thing. Whereas a lot of my friends in New York and other cities are like, I'm a squoval, I'm short, but these like long nails, gross. So I think it's just a total preference of what people like and what their lifestyle is. And we're like team everything. Yeah. Does it get in your way when you're typing though? Like that's my number one fear. No, but I'm not wearing press-ons that are way longer than my nails. They're pretty much like what my nails look like when they're long. We launched these in four shapes, but also four lengths from extra short to long. And the short and extra short are selling the fastest. So like we know that at least for our polished consumer, they like to stay in a more natural nail look and vibe. And I think that's the whole point of having multiple lengths is that Let's make everybody feel really good, no matter what they want. But I always look at like the Kardashian nails and I think to myself like, oh, goodness, I wish I could wear those. But I think with a six and a half year old, probably like long stiletto nails, not for me. Yeah, same. Six and a half year old, 
tech stuff all day. Okay, let's say that we don't have the press-ons and we're not doing our own polish. What would you rather have? Gel, dip powder, which I think is sort of like gel, or like acrylics? What a good question that I can't wait to jump into. Do you mean dip powder, the stuff you dip your finger into? Yeah, uh uh-huh. So dip powder and acrylic are the same thing. They're both acrylic powder. And so I would pick gel, which is a plasticized version of polish, any day over acrylic powder for a few reasons. One, for the manicurist that you're seeing, any acrylic in the air is extremely toxic for them. It's toxic for you, but it's even worse for the person has to do eight to 10 people that day. And that's all they're working with. And you're sitting in it. And you probably right now during COVID, but sometimes you bring your child or your friend. So I would always steer towards gel. The knock against gel is the lamps. So just make sure they're using LED lamps, which are significantly safer than UV lamps. Hmm. And then speaking of which, this is all really interesting. Like what else should we look for if we are going to go to a salon? Like how do we know it's a good salon or a bad salon? Well, a lot of what it comes down to is the manicurist who's working on you. Like what kind of tools are they using? Are they sanitized or sterilized? Which is two different levels of sanitation. But it's an interesting thing because we used to sterilize our tools when we had salons open, which we don't right now because of COVID. But we used to sterilize our tools in an autoclave, which is like a hospital-grade sterilizer. The reality is if there's hospital-grade sanitizer being used, barbicide or similar, like that's absolutely safe. And that will kill anything that could be transferred. But the problem is a lot of salons are not even using hospital-grade sanitizers. They're probably trusting some of their local supply stores, but also they're not putting in the time to like really research what is going to keep people safe. So what I look for is how clean the salon is, really about how they're sanitizing and sterilizing their tools, first and foremost. But I really look for the tool sanitization and sterilization first. Then you got to feel comfortable. You have to be with a manicurist that you feel comfortable. This is like with anything, right? You go to a doctor, you go to your hairstylist, you go to like anybody you go to that does a personal service for you. Do you feel comfortable speaking up? Do you feel comfortable saying, hey, I would love if my cuticles weren't pushed back today, or I want to talk to you about my cuticles? Like, what do you feel comfortable with? And I think you just want to feel like you're in a safe environment. And I think sometimes people get really, really nervous in certain appointments. It's not just nails, but to ask questions. I wouldn't say this is a good salon is a bad salon, but I would say this is a good experience or this is a concerning experience. And I would lean towards good experiences. Do you think that the sort of price of the Manny matches with the quality of service or the barbicide and tools they're using? Or is that all just fluff? Sometimes. There's no blanket way to judge that. But sometimes I would say it does. The price definitely indicates what the manicurist is getting paid. And I think that that's the most important thing. Like, we as humans want to be supporting other humans with a real living wage. And how do we go get a service that is making sure it's supporting somebody else with a real living wage. And I think if you are paying at or near what minimum wage is in your state, even if you're paying near what the minimum wage is in your state, that manicurist is not getting paid properly. Mm. The economics don't work out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I actually never thought about that, but you're totally right. Okay, so we talked about safety in salons. What about safety in actually buying our own nail polish? Are there certain polishes or ingredients to avoid? Well, obviously, you should only buy Olive and June. Obviously. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me when we were creating, I wish everyone could see us laughing. We are making sarcastic jokes around here, y'all. You can buy other polish. It's okay. We won't make every color. I understand. But I think that when you're looking at a nail polish, 
first, let's talk about the safety and then let's talk about how long lasting it is. Because I do think our polish and some others actually do rival gel longevity. And so that's what's exciting about it is that there's a real alternative to gel. But when you're looking at polish for safety, you want it to be at least five free. And the reality is, is that five free means it doesn't include formaldehyde or formaldehyde resin. And that formaldehyde is obviously, if anyone hasn't done the research, it causes cancer or it can cause cancer. And so you absolutely like direct link, you want to avoid all products for formaldehyde or formaldehyde resin. Three free is not enough because then you can have the resin in there. And then let's take another step back and say like, well, what about this? Ours is seven free. And there's like 15 free. The reality is a little bit of this is marketing. There's now like, we don't have gluten in there. Well, there was never gluten in polish. And by the way, there was never really DBP or tooling in it. Those are part of the three free. I'm getting a little nuanced here. But the reality is that some of these companies, quote, pulled them out when they weren't in nail polish for 50 years. So a lot of this is marketing. But if you avoid formaldehyde, you avoid formaldehyde resin, which is five free and above then you are in a safer zone. You have to remember though that this is polish, it is paint, you're putting it on your nails, it is considered a hazardous material, so it's shipped ground, it's paint. And so talk to your doctor if you have any concerns. Talk to your doctor if you're pregnant. Talk to your doctor if you have any sort of irritation. Don't just rely on the fact that ours is seven free, you know, vegan, cruelty-free and all the things. Be like, oh yeah, it's safe. The reality is, is that what is good for you is what you and your doctor feel is good for you. So that's what I would say. That's my like little disclaimer. On how long it lasts, there are two types of nail polish. And if you only take away this from this conversation, there's nail polish that has base coat, color, and top coat. Mm -hmm. And that's regular nail polish. That nail polish is going to last a fine amount of time. Fine. Okay. There's a second type of nail polish that is color, which has base coat in it. And top coat, that is long lasting. That is going to last longer. It is formulated to last longer. So that's what our polish is. That's what some other polishes are, like SC Gel Couture. I'm going to give you guys all the names. SC Gel Couture, OPI Infinite Shine, Sally Hansen Miracle Gel, Olive and June. We only have one polish. It already is long lasting. We didn't make a classic base level polish. All those polishes are going to last longer. You don't need a base coat. They might stain your nails a little bit if you have a red or something on there, but that's okay. Nothing happens and your nails get stained. It's no big deal. But that polish will last longer. And so I always suggest to people, get a five free and above long-lasting polish. Just start there because then you're in a world where you're in a safer place and you are in a longer-lasting place. Is there any damage if we leave our polish on way too long? I've had some pedicures that have stayed on for a while. Like, is that paint seeping into my body or something? <laughs> no. So it's a really, really good question. Only up to 2% of what you put on your nails gets into your body. So it's a really low percentage. That's up to, right? So people freak out about this stuff. It's way more important what you eat, what you put on your skin. Like, there's just like way higher levels of absorption. Obviously, especially if you eat something. So I eat Skittles, so I can't... It's not like I can say to someone, like, you shouldn't put gels on your nails because I'm literally eating Skittles. There's nothing wrong with it, but you will get dehydration and your nails will become drier and you might get those like dry patches that start like kind of flaking a little bit. And you can also stain your nails pretty badly than if you wanted to put on some sort of like sheer. It would be really obvious and not too cute, but there's nothing like terrible about it. But it is good to give your nails a minute to not have something covering them. 
Yeah, that's what I kind of always heard. Like if you're back to back with paint and polish all the time, like let them breathe for how long? Like days, a day, a week, a month? Scientifically, there's no research, but every time I do it, my nails feel better. So I don't know. It's a placebo maybe, but all of in June, the manicures, we would all be like, we know there's no science here, but it just feels like it's better. And your nails do react better when they've had like a minute. So I like to do like, even if it's one day in between manicures or every few manicures, take a day or two. Like that's what I always say. Again, there's no science behind it. Got it. Okay. And you were talking about keeping your nails actually healthy and keeping your skin healthy on your hands and your feet. Like what are ways that we can practice that? Do you have any favorite lotions or, you know, are there things we should be eating or supplements to take? No, absolutely. I'll take prenatal vitamins. When I was on prenatal vitamins, my nails were looking great, except for I had to cut them like every day. But okay, I digress. Obviously, people have had great success with prenatals. I did when I was taking them. Biotin is like kind of the only like tested supplement that works. And so a lot of these places like are selling you a gummy, but it's like as long as it has biotin in it, it works. So that's a yes. I also think Diet can be correlated or not correlated. But I think the reality is, is if you are not like ripping things off your nails. For press-ons, for example, we have a press-on removal system because I was like, I knew the behavior of people was that they rip it off their nails. And I was like, I see the gels. Like we used to see the gels in the salon. People would come back and I'd be like, oh, did you get them removed? They're like, no, I ripped them off. And like a moment of like, I did that. I know. You're like fidgeting at a meeting and it's just like, oh, this thing is on. And then once (laughs) you do one, it's just like, you got to do them all. Like, and then, yeah, they look terrible. (laughs) It's game over. It's game over. Totally game over. So we literally like put a strengthener in our press-on system because I was like, you will use this. I'll put it in here so you use this. So I do like some of the strengthener products. Ours is a liquid, so it goes into the nail versus a topical, like a paint that gets painted on top, which like I just said, doesn't get absorbed. So I like those. We have a hand serum and a foot serum and we have a heel balm that I'm obsessed with that if you get like those like cracked heels, which I always do, we have this amazing heel balm. You don't have to touch it. It's like a roll-on, like a deodorant and then you put socks over it. It's great. But one thing we don't have that I would say, because I don't want this to make this like an Olive and June sponsored podcast, is that I love using any sort of face scrub that I'm using. Hmm. And I like using it on my hands. And I also like using Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads on my face. And I also peel my hands. Oh, I've done those Dr. Dennis Gross face pads, but I didn't think about it on my hands. Because like, there's extra. There's always extra. Yeah. I know. So I put it all over. My problem is more my feet than my hands because I was always like an athlete and soccer player and runner. And so I just get like calluses and like cracked, you know, just like. Yeah, we have a kind of thing. The scrubber, the scrubber thing. Yeah. The callus scrubber. And we have a kind of aggressive (laughs) foot file in our pedicure system that we're like, people don't go crazy because it's really aggressive. But that plus the heel bomb has like saved me last winter. So we'll have to make sure you get that and try it out. I love it. What are you most excited about? Like the beauty space, nail development space, any trends, any cool gadgets or inventions that we should watch out for? Like, what are you most pumped about? It's interesting. What I like to see is that there's innovation in the space. I obviously love all the trends. I like all the art. Like I get super excited about that. And I get excited to see like when we did the checkerboard French, I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like I like to see things that feel like a big pattern distilled into this like really cool nail manny moment. But what I also like to see is I like to see innovation in the space. I like to see more eyeballs on it because I feel like in beauty, 
hair and makeup gets such like the lion's share of the attention and nails sometimes gets ignored. So what I like seeing is I like seeing these machines that are painting people's nails. I like seeing more brands at mass, right? In retail that are coming up with really, really cool different ways, like whether it be press-ons or to your point before of nail stickers, I like seeing the innovation. So for me, that gets me really excited. I mean, we when we launched the press-ons, we're like, we want to make the first ever PCR nail. We want this to be... So it's 94% PCR. The reality is a lot of these things are getting thrown what away. What is PCR? Post-consumer recyclable. It's upcycle plastic. So it's not virgin plastic, which we were so oh. excited about. Because we know you're going to throw it away. And if we're going to make something size-inclusive, then you have to have a lot of sizes. But then if you have a lot of sizes, then you have a lot of plastic. Well, how do we lessen the impact? Let's make it PCR. And so I just like seeing the innovation in the space. I like seeing, again, outside of the nail art trends, I really like seeing that more people are paying attention and that more brands are paying attention and that the consumer is being served. Because the reality is in the past, the consumer was not served. The manicures was served. The salon was served. But the consumer wasn't. Mm, I love that. And I feel like with COVID, we all had to figure that out, right? Because the last thing we wanted to do is put someone else's germs on our hands <laughs> and then vice versa. So yeah, this has been like a revolution. I'm sure it's been amazing for all of in June and everything you're doing. All right, we're going to end this with a lightning round. You ready? I can't wait. Okay. Number one, what is your signature manicure? So it used to be a neutral. I know this is a lightning round, but it used to be a neutral. Like I used to always go with like HZ or something like very, very neutral. And now it's a red, which I can't even believe I'm admitting because I used to be a once a year red Manny person. And now my current favorite is Obsessed. Oh, I like it. Fiery. All right. What's the best manicure color for winter? I think anything that makes you feel good, I'm going to go back to Obsessed and say that I think a vampy color puts you in the mood of like, I'm going to sit on my couch, I'm going to go out, but I'm going to have like this very, very cozy sweater and I'm going to feel really yummy. So for me, probably like a dark red or a total neutral that like literally totally matches with your sweater. Oh, I need to try a neutral. I'm usually a red and pink girl myself. I like a cream. I like a cream. I like a light brown. I like any of those colors. I think that they're more flattering than people give them credit for. Do you think black is like realistic for me? You know me. I'm pretty colorful. I've never done black. I just feel like I can't go there. I just feel like it screams goth, but then it also screams cool and edgy. And so maybe I should try. I don't know. I'm too in love with a black Manny to even tell you not to do it. Like I'm so deeply in love with it. I can't see straight. I think you should do it, but you should try something that's like very, very dark that looks black, but isn't. We have like a dark green called Into the Trees, or we even have like a dark purple... SD, that would be really, really good for you. I think you should try something super, super dark that looks almost black first, because I think you'll feel better about it. But I don't know that it's entirely 110% your style. (laughs) I agree. Which on the flip side, my next question is glitter nail polish, pro or con? I mean, I'm pro everything now, but I'm con the takeoff of it. It's so annoying to get it off. By the way, people have been using our press-on removal system to take glitter off, which makes me laugh because it's like, it's very similar to a gel removal. So it's easier to take off. The trick to glitter is take a coat of your top coat, right when you want to remove it, paint a fresh coat of top coat on it and then remove it and it'll come off really much easier. Oh, okay. So then glitter is okay, especially for the holidays. Thank you. Okay. What nail care item makes the best gift? Cuticle serum, because it's kind of that thing that you need once to twice a day and you run out with it too fast and you need it in every bag, but you don't want to buy like 10 of them at a time. 
Okay, but I only figured out I need cuticle serum as of like today, <laughs> this year. So now I'm going to go by 20. Last one, what is the worst nail trend you've ever seen? I don't like seeing someone who hasn't cut their nails in 20 years. I'm sorry. I don't need to see that as a meme on Instagram of like world's Guinness Book of World's Record for how long their nails are. I don't want to know about it. The other thing I don't like is when people don't like someone else's color. Like they'll be like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, hold on. Did it make the person feel good? Like people will be like, I don't like a green polish, right? There's like a lot of opinions on polish. And I'm like, keep it to yourself. It's like an opinion on someone's outfit or their hair color. Yeah. This is a form of self-expression. Let them live. But yeah, long nails is a no for me. Like long, long, like you haven't cut them. (laughs) Long, long, not just normal long. Like 20 (laughs) years you haven't cut them. Like I don't want to see it. I don't want to know one. Don't tell me. (laughs) All right, Sarah. Well, we like to leave our listeners with a little project or assignment for the week. So what one thing would you recommend everyone listening today try this week? Well, I would say try painting your nails, but you don't have all my stuff right? So we'll give you a code so you can get our stuff and that'll be your assignment. But I think your one assignment this week should be to put some lotion on your hands and your feet. Because I think what happens is people forget, they neglect, they put lotion on their body or you get all these serums. Use some excess, put it on your hands and your feet and start thinking about your hands and your feet as parts of your body that you want to take care of. I love that. That's nice. A little self-care ritual. Okay. This is amazing. Where can our listeners find you and find more about Olive and June? They can find us at oliveandjune.com, at oliveandjune on TikTok and Instagram. I'm at Gibson Tuttle on my own personal, but follow Olive and June first. And if you want to get 20% off, you can use code BRIT20 because we love BRIT so much. And you can get 20% off your first system. And I strongly encourage you to do it because the system is what makes your nails look like you just walked out of the salon. Yeah. And I got the system and I've already started putting it to use in. Guys, <laughs> trust me. I haven't done my nails for like all of COVID. And this is a game changer already. I wasn't the woman with like the two foot long nails, but it was getting bad. So my life has changed. Thank you, Sarah. I hope you guys learned something new today. That's what we do here. Teach me something new. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And I feel like we need to do one shout out to Natalie Bruss, just because if we don't, she'll be so disappointed she wasn't included in this podcast. Natalie Bruss, thank you. You brought us together years ago and all for the better. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's our show today. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a virtual high five by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Teach Me Something New, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Co. I'm your host, Britt Morin. Find more information about each episode at Britt.co slash listen. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Britt or follow us at Britt and Co. Teach Me Something New is executive produced by Allie Ives and Allie Perry with additional production and sound design by Mark Lemmerjazy and Aaron Peterson. 